That's outstanding. Like a farmer is. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I can pick up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I'm Craig Galbraith, Editorial Director of Channel Futures. Joining me, as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson, Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you? Craig, doing great. Feeling good about life today. Um, Craig, if you were to describe your state of being the way you feel in your essence right now, how would you say you are? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Put me at, say, uh, four and a half steps out of five. That's a little uh, little thing James and I do. We say how many, like how many biceps we've got going. It's out of five. If you're a four and a half, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's really good. It's actually, I, I hover between 3.75 and a four. I mean, to put it generously. Um, but even, even for, and you're usually 0.5 ahead of me. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it's just my outlook on life. To get that, I mean, that is <laughs> that that's pretty incredible. Um, I, I always get boosted a point or so just by doing this podcast with you. Yeah, it's so interesting that we have, um, like, as humans, we have two steps, um, but it's it's interesting that you multiply that by two times five to make that scale. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, it, it is pretty awesome. I'm not sure how interesting it is, uh, but you know, it, it's something. You bring it to math through the podcast. I always like that. Yeah, always bring it, bringing math up, just like you did last week, Craig. That was pretty, pretty interesting. I don't know if our viewers caught that last week. Um, I actually was so, so thick-headed that even on my first watch through, I didn't even realize that you were pulling. Uh, pulling kind of an Easter egg thing where you were trying to get me to say as many numbers as possible. So I, how do you feel totally. that went for you? That was, I can, what was the, it wound up like 25, right? And then I, I figured out at the end that I had probably in prompting you, I had said almost that many numbers myself. So it was yeah. kind of like a, it was kind of like a gag and Easter egg thing that I wouldn't say went wrong, but maybe didn't go quite as smoothly, as smoothly as I thought it was going to. Smoothly. Yeah. Smooth, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, you got it done, right? And I feel like, yeah, I don't know if I were to describe how you did, I feel like, I feel like you you accomplished the bit well. I feel like the, oh, the value you. was in was in the fact that you pulled it off. Not that I said, because yeah, I kind of I don't I don't know that many numbers, so I was I wasn't going to give you that many. Um, but yeah, I mean, how would you yeah how would you assess in an adjective how you performed on that? in an adjective yeah i would fall it would fall somewhere well it would need to be an adverb right because the way you mm -hmm. phrase the question it wouldn't be mm -hmm. an, to be an adverb um it would be fall somewhere between stupendously and decently it's pretty wide scale there but somewhere in, mm -hmm. in there I, i'd much rather give it to you in numbers uh it was like a four it was like a four out of five yeah i'm noticing that is your propensity <laughs> Give me numbers. Yes. Uh, yes. Craig, the scientist. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. No, so, that's, that's totally so fair, James, right? I, you know, I, I throw all those numbers at you and I, I mess with you. Uh, and I obviously have the advantage of, of editing the podcast. So I, I could throw that little bit in sort of before it goes live and you even saw it. But you have this thing, which I've used on you as well sometimes, where you 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 pull up some, you know, the go to the game lab. And oftentimes it involves trivia. And I'm thinking that you're really going to like get me back one of these times. Probably not in this podcast, probably, you know, podcast yeah. on the road in 2025 no. or something. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lurk. I'm going to lurk and then five podcasts from now it's going to be sweet vengeance and you're going to be like i thought you were over that and i'll be no my friend it's just been festering uh i'm not i'm not i wasn't like mad or anything it was fun um lo i love getting that sort of attention i love the game lab i love seeing you go to the game lab and just the the mastery you show uh but I, yeah not no trivia for you today not that that's not that there's not going to be anything else there will be mm -hmm. something yeah. Um, I'm trying to intentionally keep you unaware of what it's going to be, but we are going to do something at the end that hopefully will be kind of thematic to what we're going through today. But I kind of want to leave you, kind of want to leave you guessing. Um, so oh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I've got to imagine it has something to do with how you were a little bit distracted there at the, the uh, beginning of this episode. Anything I can help with? Uh, you know, just a little behind in an article, so just had to kind of multitask as we went through that start. Um, so, you know, got, got those tabs uh, open. I'm not supposed to have tabs of them while we record, Craig, but just doing true. a little little bit of typing on that article there. Um, but yeah, I mean, what Craig, what do you what what do you think we're gonna do? What what would what do you think a fun activity would be? Um, boy, that's a, a very good question. I yeah. haven't really given this much thought, you know, anything that doesn't make me look bad, I guess that would be fine. You know, something really simple. I, I got to think that's probably what you were actually working on at the beginning right. of the podcast when uh, I was pulling you away from that. Not not real work. I mean, I could be wrong. But you know, I, I think that was a bit of a cover, in my opinion. It could have been I'm not a great actor, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, Craig, uh, tell me what's new with you. What's been cooking in your life on this sort of little little personal deep dive here? What's what's new? Oh, a personal deep dive. Well, you know, we got the we got the dogs. We got uh, little Maisie's growing up. She's uh, coming up on six months old now. So uh, she's going in this week for the uh, little surgery that they do to keep uh, keep them from having having little babies of their own. So. It's going to be kind of a big step uh, for Maisie. So that's happening. I got some travel coming up. Uh, you and I both actually. Yeah. yeah. Not to steal any of your thunder if you were going to talk about it, but no, I'm going to no. be at uh, CompTIA Channel Con uh, coming up this uh, next week. And uh, you're going to be at the big Tolaris Partner Summit. Uh, unfortunately, they're not in the same uh, location, or, you know, Very you good. and I could get together and, uh, you know, say hi, see each other. But same, uh, time, same time zone, though. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, we will see each other. Where is Tolaris again? Where was that? It's in Dallas. Oh, yeah. it's in Dallas. So that and uh, Las Vegas are in the same time zone. That, that's really uh, that's some good information for our our viewers. I bet they didn't didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll help them uh, track us pretty well. What uh, what uh, 
Do you know where you're where you're staying? Where you where you where are you gonna rest your head there? I, I'm a little uncomfortable with the, these questions. I feel as if you're trying to uh, you know extend the whatever trickery you have planned for me in the podcast uh, to uh, something in person. I I, I don't want to go. Let, let's do it offline. Oh, okay, okay. Um, interesting. Uh, so. <laughs> I know we got stuff we're looking forward to um, this later this year. Uh, obviously, we got our show, but we got a little bit of a vacation planned um, yeah. in, uh, in in Washington, my residing state, your home state. Um, what's, the, what's the plan? Yeah, we're going to uh, get to see each other. That'll be nice. Uh, coming up there, I try and make a, not an annual trek, but every few years to get up and see my uh, Washington Huskies play football and they're supposed to be very good this year. So that was kind of the impetus for the trip. And and then, uh, you know, I was like, Oh, James, you're up there. Why don't you come along? Our old friend, Kevin previously oh. of the coffee with Craig and Kevin podcast is going to be there. Uh, we're going to have a good old time. We're going to do that. We're going to do a few Seattle things, uh, do stuff that do stuff that boys do when they get together. So it's going to be a good time. Love, love that. And who, uh, who are we playing? We playing the uh, Beavers. The no, no, we're playing, uh, playing your Sun Devils. That was oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, that was part oh. of the uh, part of the reason for doing this thing. You're not even on board with that. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Here. Well, I, I, I you know, know, I'm a Michigan. I'm, I'm a Wolverine. I'm Michigan Wolverine. I, I commuted to ASU. I was a terrible Sun Devil, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I kind of thought we had. I thought I had it in my head we were playing some sort of animal mascot like a bear or eagle oh yeah there there are a lot of those well michigan that's funny you mentioned that with the not to go down a college football rabbit hole here but michigan is on the washington schedule here in a couple years yeah enough to might have to make another make another track we'll see yeah i mean it's interesting just out of curiosity what is your favorite animal craig this is my favorite animal well, domesticated, it would be dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a fan of bears. I like bears. I like yeah. uh, polar bears, uh, grizzly bears. Uh, you know, those are probably yeah. probably some some of my favorite. Uh, Inter- had- interesting uh, direction we're going here. Yeah. Okay. No, if you had to pick, if you had to pick, if I had to pick one, okay, let's uh, let's go with bear? a uh, let's go with a grizzly bear. Okay, that actually was my high school mascot. So so there you go. Yeah. No. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So it's like you no, wrote that good. down. <laughs> <Not sure>. I, <laughs> it's important to get to know your, your right. co-workers. Uh, and, it, it, you know, in case we need to go to a zoo in Washington. Oh, OK. Well, there's some yeah. there's some good ones out there. I'm not sure we're going to do that. But uh, yeah. so, all right. So anything else you need to ask me uh, before we um, move a little bit? No, here? I mean, I look forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm look yeah I, I'm looking forward to going to Illinois myself going back to not not my hometown but I was in Illinois for a little bit going back there for school oh, yeah. uh, taking taking some classes um so it's gonna be a, a a fall of traveling for for both of us me thinks yeah definitely definitely admirable you're still uh uh improving your knowledge increasing your education. So uh, mm-hmm. it's been it's been a while for me. I don't remember the last uh, class I sat in. It's been quite some time. You you're uh, you're doing the old broadcast journalism bit, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a while. It's 
been a while, 28 years, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Almost about as long as you've been alive there, my friend. Essentially, that's the exact number. So yeah. very, very yeah. impressive. What like what were you like back in college? What would you have what would your buddies have they had described Craig? What would how would they describe you? Oh, <laughs> oh interesting line of questioning uh here. Um, and I won't ask you a bunch of questions because I don't think we'll have enough time on the internet for that. How would they describe me? I don't know. Oh. I'd say I was a fairly affable chap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's uh you know, I like to think I was working hard sometimes uh, mm-hmm. in school. Probably not as as much as I should have been, but uh, you know, affable, I guess, is the way I'd mm-hmm. describe myself back yeah. back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's I respect that. Well, Craig, <laughs> we got a, a big show coming up this fall. Uh, we're talking about the Channel Partners Leadership Summit. Um, which contains, I was said, I was told we don't call it co-located anymore. Yeah, yeah. The the Channel Partners Leadership Summit, um, which uh, contains the Women's Leadership Summit and the MSP Summit. And You were uh, very close. You were very close. We've actually branded that around our media brand, the one you work for, Channel Futures. Futures. So it's actually the Channel futures leadership summit which includes the msp summit and the women's leadership summit yeah don't forget who who butters your bread yep they those channel futures people they (laughs) they're putting out the toast let me tell you um so we're uh i'm getting looped in on some of the content there's some fun stuff i don't know if you've had a, a chance to look at that but it's starting to come together, kind of building building content for some of the different audiences that are going to be there. Anything uh, anything you've been privy to on, on the agenda? Uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, we've got a few things getting locked in. I think one of the highlights that landed on there uh, first was uh, this discussion of marketplaces. You know, this has been a big topic now for a while. Our friend uh, Jay McBain uh, over at Canalis has been talking about marketplaces now for two or three years and how much they were going to come on. And now we've seen just about anybody in their and their brother coming out with a marketplace, right? The cloud marketplaces, the traditional distribution marketplaces. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. It's pretty much permeating the entire channel buzzword ecosystem. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've got Vince Menzione, who's an expert in this area. Uh, he's going to deliver a keynote on how partners can tap into marketplaces and maybe which marketplaces is the appropriate direction for them to go. So I think that's going to be a big highlight. That's that's good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Vince is coming on to, I think, talk a lot to, I think he's used to talking a lot with MSPs, um, resellers, ISVs, I think around the cloud marketplaces. Um, but he's also going to touch on some of the marketplace challenges that the technology advisor community is facing. So hopefully yeah. it's a pretty, pretty overarching um, piece about make, making this stuff relevant to the partner audience. So I have looking, no doubt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Craig, all this all this talk of agendas and making you talk about agendas and making you answer questions from me made me wonder um, if we had a Craig Con, like a Craig conference have you ever spent time thinking about what the craig con would look like is that a, is that a new thought to you a craig con 
You know, it absolutely is a new thought to me. So this would be a conference that was completely around my interests and what I'm interested in. Well, it's really for you, Sai. It could be about you. Like, if you're going there, like, obviously, clearly, I'm, like, collecting information for CredCon. But, uh, so maybe that's what it is, by learning about Craig. But, or if it was just a conference that Craig put on about other things, let's say if it were that, what what do you think... uh, you know, what do you think, um, what kind of speakers do you think you might have visit? So, yeah, so I'm going to have, this is really bizarre. Let me go out (laughs) and say this, but uh, I have a feeling this ties into uh, whatever nonsense uh, that you're planning or we're in the middle of it. And I just don't even realize it. Um, I I guess it would be around my interests, right? So it would be around, uh, you know, sports would be around my teams, uh, Washington Huskies, Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It'd be around my interest uh, outside of work in uh, rock music. You know, it'd be Pearl mm-hmm. Jam uh, mm-hmm. would probably be a, a big thing. Be around travel. I really enjoy uh, traveling uh, mm-hmm. that we have done. You know, you and I had a chance to go to the UK and to France uh, this last, well, you didn't go to France, but I I took the opportunity to head over there to Paris and see some sites. So I really enjoyed doing that sort of thing. So I guess the speakers in that order would be, let's say, um, Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Pete Carroll. And then I guess Eddie Vedder would be a speaker. Okay. And then okay. Um, okay. another speaker would be somebody having to do with uh, Europe. Um, uh, King Charles. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, Craig. Think we could get all those people to come to CraigCon? Maybe we not could, in the first year, but in the second. second year. We could exhume one of them. I don't know if the first one would be able to, the third one would be able to speak. But uh, it sounds like you said exhume as if they're exhumed. Yeah, the, hey, the oh, King Charles, the living one. Okay. Yes, yes, it. right. You're you're thinking, used to thinking of a queen the entire your entire life, but uh, I'm up on current events, my friend. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think uh, if you had to list like the theme of Craig Con? Like, how would you if you you know we're putting together this channel partners show theme? What do you think the theme for Craig Con would be? Uh, well, based on what I just said, I'd say it would be uh, theme would be rock and sports in Europe. Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that a good theme? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, no, that's are really we good. getting Are we getting to where we can move We're on? We're getting to all the inputs that we need right now, Craig. I think you yeah. know where this is going. That we need. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a picture. I don't know if our uh, awesome. viewers and listeners are, but I'm, I'm starting. Yeah, to well, do. they're good at skipping stuff. Craig, let's keep them. Let's bring them back and let's okay. go our first our first interview. So, oh, yes, yeah. excellent. Yeah. So this is about one of our one of your favorite acronyms to say. You don't really say it as an acronym, but A R G. They are a partner. And uh, how do you how do you like to say ARG? I like to say it because they're um, they're a pirate company. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I don't know what that acronym is for uh, pirates. I, I don't think they have an acronym. Probably. Um, but uh, 
we got a chance to sit down with a couple of folks from ARG and uh, they're a big partner. They've made some strategic acquisitions over the years and uh, it was nice to learn about how they're changing and evolving. And uh, sadly, Craig did not ask them about about uh, anything about pirates. No, um, I tried to be respectful, but now that we're not on the video conference with them, now now I bring it up. Yeah, no, that's the way I I engage in in most conflict. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> a no, couple of good guys though, definitely, definitely James, and they're doing they're doing things right over there for sure. Yeah, it was a good time. I say we roll the tape. What do you think? Ooh. Hey, everybody. We're excited to be joined by a couple of cool guests. Uh, these are the folks from ARG uh, coming to you live. Well, in the moment, they're live uh, out of their headquarters in yes. McLean, Virginia. Uh, we've got Mike Sean Holtz, Chief Revenue Officer at ARG uh, on the left, and uh, Steve Kopp, the Executive Vice President at ARG on the right. Uh, gents, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank How you, you for having us. We appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, super glad to have you. We've we've learned a lot about the company, I think, especially over the last couple of years, because my good buddy here, James, has been writing a lot about you guys. But we got a chance to do this on the podcast here and, and get another audience uh, tuned into just who you guys are and what you've been up to. So, um, you know, I'll throw, throw you the first question. Either you guys want to jump in, uh, feel free. But, you know, as I was talking about, many folks uh, are familiar with ARG, but we're curious to know, you know, what's new with the company? We're, we're seeing that phrase. IT clarity uh, attached to a lot of your branding. In fact, I, it's there. The, the audience can't see it uh, now because I've got it blacked out, but it's even there on your little Zoom uh, yeah. Zoom identification uh, on the branding. So curious about that and, and where the company's been and, and, and its identity now. Yeah, you want me to take that one? You can yeah, jump you in. All right, cool. So um, IT clarity is really our go-to-market strategy and um, maybe differentiated from, you know, ARG and maybe some of the others that the market's most familiar with in the TSD community. We're focused on the client. So our entire business is focused on client success. Today, there are more ways to deploy IT than there were 6, 12, 24, 36 months ago. And there are um, there are lots of technologies, and a lot of uh, a lot of confusion can come with that. Our goal is to provide our clients clarity. Our goal is to provide them clarity in their decision making. Our goal is to provide them clarity in the way that we deploy these solutions, and to share the data and experiences that we've had, literally doing this thousands of times in the last twelve months. And the reality is, any senior IT leader, we're talking about new, innovative, disruptive technologies. And they may have done it once or twice in their career, if at all. And, um, you know, we get to pass those experiences on and help them be more successful and accelerate their decision-making process. So that's what IT Clarity is about. And I really like that. And it is, it is a stunning thought that, that you can go in front of a customer and say, I have dealt with this vendor hundreds of times. Um, I am curious what it, what it looks like to bring together that information in a way that's accessible to them? Is there any, any insights on what that looks like for them? Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, from our perspective, and I'll let Steve jump in in a second, you know, we provide early in the process a repeatable methodology for helping the client process through their decision-making. So that's establishing a baseline. It's about the evaluation of the marketplace. And because we're doing that thoughtfully and consistently, this is more than three vendors in a spreadsheet 
and uh, making choices between, you know, what is unit A cost versus unit B. I mean, this is really a thoughtful evaluation. Um, we're able to capture those data points, load them into our system, and then leverage those data points to help prioritize future IT projects. And I think, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about what makes us different. The other thing that makes us different is being able to offer this platform and that methodology out to um, out to companies that have hit those inflection points where they've got good businesses, they've maybe established an agency or established really great client relationships, and they know in order to help their customers do more, uh, they need they need more, and they need. Um, they need, uh, they need depth of talent, they need engineering resources, they need someone to shepherd the client through not just the decision-making process, but actually getting through implementation and getting to the value that they thought they would get out of that technology. So it was a long way, the long way to answer your question is, you know, we're capturing a lot of data, we're, we're, we're doing that thoughtfully, and then we're using that with the next project. So Steve always says we're better today than we were yesterday. Yeah, we, we look at our work product and we think, you know, every time we go on an engagement and we run a couple thousand engagements a year, we're learning something. And what our goal is, is to take that data and what we're learning from the performances and what we're learning from our clients and capturing that and then sharing that with our new clients. Um, and then as Mike mentioned, it's all about the process. We run a consistent process from start to finish, regardless of the product. So that allows us to integrate and allows us to sell more product, right? Because they know what the outcomes are going to be because they know what the process is going to be. You just insert the technology within the process. All right, guys. So let's talk uh, acquisitions. It's been about a year now, I understand, uh, since the acquisition of uh, Global Network Services. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about uh, GNS? Sure. So Sue Messner uh, has a, had a great business and she continues to run a great business with ARG. 28 years in the business, mainly selling brokerage stuff, uh, commodity-driven stuff. Um, so what we're focused on, again, the first step is the acquisition. What we really like to focus on is the results of the acquisition and how we can accelerate. Um, and it goes back to the process, right? So if, if they're selling network, what we're able to do is capture that relationship and take that relationship, run a consistent process, and then insert the next technology. So we're able to take that relationship, selling one product and actually sell and, and work with eight or nine other product sets at least uh, running the same consistent process. Yeah, the only thing I'll add there is, um, you know, um, like many agents in our industry, they've developed uh, a real skill set around helping customers make network services decisions. And then they started taking on some of the adjacent technologies, things like voice, things like SD-WAN, which is really just routing and networking. Some have even extended, not a lot, but some have even extended into the data center, talking about co-location, space power cooling, that sort of thing. Those relationships are valuable, and the customers have come to appreciate their technical acumen and how to get those projects across the finish line. But when you start talking about things like managed IT, managed security solutions, advanced context and our advanced client experience, you're now not just touching IT. I mean, security is much of a business decision and uh, legal and HR decision as it is an IT decision. Certainly IT runs some of the things, but they're not necessarily, they're a stakeholder, but they're not necessarily the decision maker. So you have to have a different skill set, a different set of resources, a different set of, of, of ways to engage and document. And a big part of, of what GNS, I think was most attracted to us a year ago was the promise of that, the ability to take 
this 28 years of relationships that they've built and the skill set that clients have come to appreciate in a certain set of technologies and expand that out thoughtfully into new lines of business. Their customers were asking them for it. They're like, God, you did such a great job. Like you literally helped us transform our network. The foundation is strong. Now, can you start adding to that? Can I, can I experience you in the same way for this security project or for this IT project? And they were short arming that stuff because what they could get from the suppliers or the TSDs just wasn't quite enough. So they came and found us. That's fantastic. Um, this is kind of on that note, but uh, in your news release, you you say that there's a there's been a fifty percent growth in new projects following uh, in less than ten months uh, after that acquisition, um, and you're looking to double that, or expecting to double that. So, like, um, yeah, really, where are those new projects coming from? Is that is that folks from um, Sue's side that are that as you're saying are looking to um, move up the stack or is that a different is are these net new customers um and you know what commonalities are you finding in the new projects that are coming your way you need to take sure. this because this is this is like steve cop's special power yeah <laughs> i mean we're really focused i mean again it's a combination of new um and also going into the existing clients as mike mentioned and making sure that we're giving consistent outcomes with a process right we're able to to add more projects because the client knows what they're going to get. They know they're going to share in the, the 4,000 clients uh, data that we collect and, and know what we've learned from those past engagements. And they're going to be able to benefit from that, right? So they're not necessarily just dealing with marketing material, marketing material from providers. They're actually dealing with the real world information on how they performed and how they would fit in their environment. Um, and then in addition to that new logo wise, we do have a business development group that um, seeds a lot of those new logos as well. So it's a, a good combination. And again, once we land in an account and we're focused on the outcomes for the client, you get the next project. Um, in addition, we have a CX team, a client experience team that not only do we you know, have our consulting process to get to an outcome, but we hand it to our CX team and now they work to make sure that everything we committed to on the front end as consultants uh -huh. turns into reality on the back end. Yeah. Right? And then when they get that performance, it's very easy to get the next project because now you're tied into procurement and procurement says, well, I want that. They already engaged me at the beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. They already know what we wanted. We don't have to go at the end of this and say, no, you want this provider, but you can't have them. We're able to do all of that on the front end. Yeah. And I think the the thing that's really led to the success, and this is you know Steve's team, one of the things that we get to do early on in a relationship like GNS is we sit down and do a war room. Yeah. We literally sit down and say, okay, let's literally walk through the relationships that you have, what has been their prior experience, and what are some of the projects that you're either aware of or they're kind of dragging you into. And then from there, we're saying, okay, is there anything we can pull on from prior experiences that we can then package up and help prioritize those projects right. within the customer or just give them confidence that we've been there and done that? From there, we're bringing in the engineering resources. So the biggest thing in our community of agents is confidence, right? As a community, the suppliers typically are training people on all the nuts, bolts, and screws in the solution. They're training on products. That's not how clients buy solutions. They buy outcomes. So really going through and thoughtfully documenting all of the assumptions of their current environment and then using that to start matching the best solutions that can create the outcome the client wants is part of the special sauce in the engagement. And showing that to Sue and her team and saying, look, we're going to go into this customer and we're going to talk about outcome-based solutions. 
now they've got the confidence to go in because they got the team behind them. Mm -hmm. They've got all the prior work products so they can show off. They've got referenceability. And then they've got an engineering team that's dedicated to them that can really take the project, not just from the first pitch and showing them some, you know, some nice collateral, but they're literally showing them, here's how we've helped other customers from a referenceability perspective, create the value that they thought they were going to get out of the solution. And then here's the survey responses nine months later. And then here's, here's the results from the next QBR. So we're talking in terms of outcomes and validated outcomes versus just what could or might be. And then they don't have to be the experts in the technology. They need to be experts in managing the relationship and understanding the client's challenges. And then we bring the resources, the engineering team and the, and the, and the experience to help them confidently go and you know, help the client with that new project. Right, so we, at the beginning of this, we have a full onboarding program that we tailor to the partner or the managing partner as we call them. Um, we tailor it exactly to their skill set, their history, their customer base, and we do the war room, as Mike mentioned. And then it's an ongoing process. And what we're doing is really holding their hand through that process. And what they're focused on is the people game, the people in the process. And then we're going to wrap the technology and, and the data and, and all of that stuff around them. So that way they can just make sure that the client's always happy and that we're hearing the client and all of our providers downstream are hearing the client. Um, and that's their role. And they've been doing that for 28 years, not any different than they were doing with network or any of the other technologies. Yeah, guys, I really love that uh, inside look. You know, we've talked about GNS, uh, certainly not your only acquisition over the past few years. Sure. Curious a little bit about uh, your overall inorganic growth strategy, what that looks like, and, and maybe how it compares to some of the other plays in the market. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking for the 1%. So you're not going to see ARG going out and doing 20 acquisitions in a year. That's, that's not part of our strategy. Right. Um, we're looking for those that have really great client relationships and have hit an inflection point where they know they need more. Um, they know that the bar to enter this space, especially in the mid-market enterprise, is pretty high. Um, and that they would like to do that in a way that they can be really proud of and deliver an unbelievable uh, client experience. So when we find people like Sue, people like Daryl Sinise and Amy Sinise, um, you know, people like James Larson at NetGain Communications, they've got really nicely established businesses. They've got great client relationships, but they've hit that inflection point where they're staring down the barrel of, you know, do I go hire three more engineers to go attack, you know, these specific disciplines, or do I go hire another two or three operations right. people? And that comes directly out of their pocket. And they go, okay, if I miss on that bet, that has huge personal impact. And we can say, look, we've made all those mistakes over 32 years. We've built a stable platform. We've got the resources. You can do what you do best, which is you know, manage a relationship, foster the relationship, grow the relationship. And we can do what we do best, which is you know, kind of everything else. So, um, so our strategy is go out, look for those 1%, really help them you know, break through that glass ceiling and break through that next inflection point. And we're open and actively inquisitive um, and, and evaluating, um, evaluating always. Uh, the other side of that is there's kind of two other two other channels. The first of which, second of which is um, we're looking for really experienced enterprise salespeople who want to go hang their own shingle. So we'll make an investment in a startup agency. Those that you know really come out and say. Uh, I know I've got great relationships, but I've got a discipline in one technology. I've grown up as a telecom person or someone who works at a VAR, or someone who works at a hardware supplier. 
and um, they just haven't quite made that leap. We'll help. We'll help soften that, and then again wrap them in support and resources, and help them go leverage those relationships. And the third is our organic strategy. I mean, ARG's been operating an agency at scale for 32 years. Um, you know, we've got 4,000 customers that we can draw on, and um, you know, between the acquisition the investment and the organic strategy, I think we've got a really good diversified go-to-market. Yeah, the, the managing partner piece is really interesting when we're making an investment and finding someone who is usually uh, tenured in their career, has great relationships, and is a top performer throughout. Um, and essentially, we're getting to go out and help create the, the entre entrepreneur spirit and go and say, hey, this can be leveraged in a different way. Because a lot of people have been at companies for a long time and they go, I'm at the ceiling, I can't get through. And what we're able to do then is say, okay, well, you, you've built this reputation, this brand internally for yourself, let's help you leverage that and help your clients more and then allow you to do more with your clients with that same relationship. And that's where we step in with our platform. Um, and then again, help them with all of the stuff that they don't really like, which is usually staying up with the technology and getting ahead of it, which is almost impossible these days with all the stuff that is offered. In the last 15 years, I think we've done 14 acquisitions yep. and investments. So uh, we're not new to it. But. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I appreciate that insight there. Um, as we close, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, you'd be willing to offer um, a challenge and an opportunity um, that whether it's um, ARG specifically or you and your peers um, that you're kind of looking at in, in the upcoming year. Challenging an opportunity. God, that's a that's a good one. I mean, yeah. I would say uh, a good challenge is, you know, go out and really lean into the business conversation with your customers. And what I mean by that is um, one of the things when we're training on things like managed IT, think about how you start your day, right? what do you do first? You turn your machine on. How do you access systems? How do you access applications? Oh, well, we're using single sign-on. We're Salesforce for our CRM. We're Vonage for our hosted phones. We're this for our contact center. All that's fully integrated. Box for our file server. Okay, and you can get all that with just a simple username and password, multi-factor authentication, and you're in. Now take that experience, basic business questions. What does it look like for you? This isn't a technical conversation. It's a how do you how do you wake up and work conversation. So I guess the challenge would be don't be scared. Uh, apply your own personal experiences and how you experience or have experienced your day, and apply that, and you're going to find a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity because what you're going to find is the way that we at least at ARG work or the way that you might work may not be the norm with your customers and you're going to start to uncover challenges like oh god you know i couldn't access our file server for two days last week or you know our phones always go down or gosh you know we collaborate on a document you know we're on version 147 just to get a powerpoint done it's like okay boom i have an opportunity there and i didn't have to get into the deep water of like how does this security solution work because i just sat on an hour-long webinar or went to some you know conference where, you know, I had to really get into all the technology. These are really about, you know, kind of your individual work experiences. I think you can get pretty far. So my challenge would be focus on what you know, focus on what your eyes see, and you'll likely uncover a whole lot of opportunity with your customers. Yeah. And I would say really the challenge is making sure that the client understands you're on the side of the table with them, making sure that they get the right outcome. 
right? And, and you're not a salesperson, you're not someone pushing a product, you want to make sure that you're understanding their current environment and current infrastructure and what they're doing today, in addition to where they want to go and aligning those things. Um, and in addition to that, bringing in all the stakeholders, not just IT, right? Because we get so caught up on, oh, the IT person wants this and we'll give them that. Well, reality is the business needs something different sometimes than IT. And as they evolve, we need to evolve with them. Um, so that's also the opportunity, right? The opportunity is the fact that it's evolving so quickly. Um, and with what we do with our platform, um, we're able to take relationships and plug them into our platform and then give the technology along with that. We don't actually have to separate the two out. Um, that allows someone with a great relationship to capitalize on that and make sure they get better outcomes for their client, in addition to making sure that the right hand's talking to the left hand, right? Because all these technologies need to work together or else none of them work. Challenges and opportunities. James, we got to break out that question again. That was a really good answer. we got to throw that at some more people. I, I love that one. Yeah, that was, that was a good that was one. Good one James. Did you just come up with that just now? I think you did, because I didn't see that in press. He is, <laughs> he is so on his toes every day, guys. Every day, every day working with him. The man, the myth, the legend. Thanks, James. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. It's been great to catch up on, on what's going on in ARG, give it a, a little bit of an insight into M&A and everything else. Uh, in the business and some good advice for some uh, other channel partners out there. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, thanks for guys. Thanks appreciate for the time. It all. Uh, James, good stuff there. Uh, again, kudos to you for bringing the partners into the show. Uh, those guys are really knowledgeable about what, what they're doing and uh, excited to uh, hear what you have to say. Cause you just got kind of a little, a little smirk on your face. Like, well, yeah, it, was, it was it was fun. It wasn't there. This isn't like my observation, but I don't know if it was you or them. They were joking before we started filming, like the way the camera was set up. First, it like was it. We've never had a podcast guest that was that far away in the room. And it like started very slowly zooming in on them. I felt like it was like a Twin Peaks episode, but I think <laughs> they were just they said like they felt like they were in a deposition. <laughs> uh, so, who got god only knows what what it is they were being interviewed about what sort of uh hijinks you and i got into that they had to be questioned about you know that's funny yeah because we've seen a lot of uh a lot of clips of depositions uh on tv and the news in the last several months so it's uh it, it's funny that you mentioned that because that uh, did what since they were sitting together at a table it, it was great that was the first time we'd uh had like two people in the same room yeah. for an episode of the podcast before so it was kind of uh it was kind of breaking breaking new ground if you will yeah we were like where is the buried treasure where is it <laughs> it was an interrogation more than a deposition <laughs> all right james uh so you've been keeping me uh kind of in the dark here a little bit uh with this big surprise uh what is this i was sort of starting to get a feel of it with all your nonsense questions that you were throwing at me but to hit me yeah, Craig, uh, we, we've done Mad Libs before. I'm doing Mad Libs, and usually I would, when we do Mad Libs, I sit you down for like five minutes, and I'm like, I ask you to give me all these different types of words, and it's kind of tedious, and so I thought I would weave that in throughout the conversation, mm -hmm. but you picked up on how, uh, how weird it was, so I wasn't able to subtly get you to not <laughs> notice it. 
So I'm just going to have to. Yeah, it was challenging. It was challenging. It was similar to the last episode when I was asking you about the numbers. When I asked you about the fifth or sixth time, you're probably like, why the heck does he keep asking? No, I I didn't. I just thought it was funny that we were talking about numbers. Like, (laughs) I didn't like blame you for like making that a thing. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, Craig, I have like, there's no way I'm going to subtly get to all these questions. So, all these prompts. So, uh, can I take it from here? Ask you some, ask you. Give me some inputs here. Let's do um, it. Yeah, could so could I asked you earlier for a type of building? I was trying to get you to tell me tell me where you were staying, but you know you could really oh, give me that's any, really any type of building. It might even be funnier if you didn't give me a funnier idea. than a hotel. How about I, yeah? How about a uh, how about a broken down shed? Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Yeah, that'll work. Um, that's good that's good that's good um could you give me um could could you give me a uh a color a color yes uh lime green lime green you mean adjective um outstanding outstanding that's so classic um uh could you give me a um a title that you would only see in the channel? Like a, a job title. Oh, um uh just in the channel. Or channel like a leader. Like uh how about senior business development manager? Is that close enough? I mean, I suppose you can see that other places, but okay. Yeah. Um could you give me a verb, Craig? A verb. Uh yeah. Smack. <laughs> could you give me a uh uh could you give me like a like a profession? Like that like the like describing a person a profession. A dog walker. Yeah. Could you give me a um some sort of technology buzzword? Oh um a technology buzzword. Ooh, um, boy, I should be able to come up with something here. Uh, mm, give me narrow it down so I can come up. Um, with something. I'm just I'm thinking about like cloud ecosystem. Yeah, I like ecosystem. That's good. I didn't really think of it as technology per yeah, se, my, but if ecosystem works, let's go with that. My bad, my bad. Uh, right. Could you could you give me uh, a food? We're almost done. A food. Okay. How about uh, liverwurst? Yeah. Could you um uh could you tell me uh what's your favorite show of like all time? Well, like what's what's like uh what's a show you've seen recently and what's an interesting thing that happened in that show let, let me ask you that um so right now we're binging we'd never watched narcos before so uh-huh. we're, we're watching that yeah. um yeah well i mean it's a pretty violent show uh, <laughs> you, need more, you need more than that right um, um the, the, the i don't know if you've seen it but they they wind up uh pablo uh Escobar winds up getting this uh, building his own prison. So I don't know if prison can tie into this or uh, I don't know, anything like that. Yeah, sure. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Could you give me the name of an industry? An industry. Uh, how about uh, uh, fishing? Yeah. Uh, could you give me uh, something you could get deposed for? Like, let's say I was. Well, I was going to hypothetically ask you what ARG was going to get deposed for, but. Um, uh, how about you could get deposed for making somebody walk the plank? Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> could you give me uh, the name of a pirate? <laughs> of a pirate. Interesting that we're talking about this. Uh, well, Blackbeard comes to mind. I can't think of a lot of other pirates. I'm sure there are other ones, but uh, we'll go with Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's I could good. have gone with somebody who plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's really that's really good. Would that be better? How about um, let's see, Andy Van Slyke, the old uh, Pittsburgh Pirate. Yeah, I think hmm, I think I'm actually what I want. Blackbeard wanted... work better. Uh, no, no, I, I like it. All right, um, whatever, whatever you want. Uh, can you give me a city? Um, Blacksburg, Virginia. Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, could you give me a talent someone could have, whether uh, in business or or any other kind of talent? Any kind of talent. Uh, whistling. Yeah. Could you give me like a word you would use to describe a group of animals? A uh, murder, like a murder of crows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Okay. Um, okay. I think we're, and can you give me a type of technology? A type of technology. Uh, yeah. How about um, trying to think of something interesting here? Um, how about a Walkman? Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Going back in time. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I think we got this. Craig. You got it. I got yeah. it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm excited. I am super excited to hear what uh, what you came up with here, or what I came yeah. up with, or whatever. You know, uh, I appreciate you helping me write my article today, Craig. Um, <laughs> I was having some writer's block, and just you know, I just had you fill it in. So it's kind of what um, I thought there. Yeah. Here's what we got. Here's what we got. It's gonna go by pretty fast. Um, okay. In a four and a half steps move, bringing one of the industry's most fairly affable dog walkers, Lime Green Ecosystem has named Craig Galbraith its senior business development manager. <laughs> Craig, uh, Galbraith, in his new role, will oversee anything that doesn't make him look bad for the company's sports department. Galbraith told Channel Futures he's looking forward to rocking sports with the upstart Walkman provider. I can't wait to join forces with this outstanding company, Galbraith said. I've been watching their progress ever since their founding in France 28 years ago. I'm going to use my stupendously decent skills, uh, whistling skill set. Galbraith grew up in a broken down shed in Blacksburg, Virginia. He credits his ability to whistle to a murder of grizzly bears that raised him. The grizzly bears taught me everything I know about how to smack, Galbraith said. 
I still catch up with them from time to time to feast on liverwurst. Galbraith describes his leadership style as a mix between King Charles, Eddie Vedder, and Blackbeard. That was evidenced in the time Galbraith wound up building his own prison. Um, (laughs) We're pleased to bring in one of the more talented figures in the fishing industry, said Andy Van Slyke, to whom Galbraith will report. Lime Green Ecosystem declined to comment on Galbraith's reported pirating incident where he made someone walk the plank, allegedly. (laughs) You'd have to ask the grizzly bears about that, said one source, who asked to remain anonymous. There are things about that broken down shed that we may never know about. (laughs) I give you your channel Mad Libs for the week. Oh, man, that was like a... You know, for a, a, what seemed like a press release of, of me getting a new job uh, with Lime Green, it was pretty hard hitting. I mean, you went you went after me there. Yeah, we call that uh, really burying the lead and and not really following like <laughs> standard journalistic writing practices. I did I did love that, and the key is I may have keyed in on what you were doing throughout the podcast, but there were a lot of more innocent things I said. Uh, that I I had no idea that we're going to be making it making it in there. I didn't even yeah. think about the steps at the beginning. Uh, the the ratings of four and a half out of five. That was well yeah. sly work. Kind of before I overstayed my welcome. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks for your your good chat, Craig, and and whoever else listened to that. Uh, very very patient of you all. Very patient for anyone who's still around. <laughs> that was sly nice nice work my friend just as creative as uh most of your musings on channel futures perhaps more why thank you why thank you craig um craig we have anything else for the good of the order before we go good of the order now you're like um i use that in our our staff meetings all the time uh so now you're like mocking me now you're like pulling out my my catchphrases and using them against me I uh, that you, 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 yeah, you, you're, you're a little defensive about that. I, I, I for me, it's like the greatest form of flattery. But you're no, I think that I think that's about it. Uh, that's about it, my friend. So why don't I use another one of my catchphrases, which is: if you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James, you can do so. Do so just uh, going about anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, of course, we would enjoy it if you checked us out on video, which we've been doing all of this year in 2023. And you almost jumped the gun, James. Please do. Of all of those places you can see this or hear this, we would certainly appreciate it if you would join us on the news site. Channelfutures.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We certainly hope after all this nonsense that you will join us again next time. Keep it stupendous and keep it fairly affable, everybody. Mm-hmm.